and welcome to episode 374 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt, and joining me as always is the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. <laughs> he, I, he was browsing something online, which is why there's a bit of a delay, but what was he browsing? We'll find out in a minute. What do you mean was? Uh, <laughs> uh, of course, we are joined by the man awarded Toilet Concierge of the Year 2022, it's Mr. Tony Esmond. I've told you that secret story. Hello. <laughs> I know what Dan was browsing. Yeah, and we're not going to reveal what it is, but how did it turn out, Dan? Turn out all right? I agree with you, Tony. Thank you. There you yes, go. That's all you need as to I, know. As I often do. There's, and there's only Challenge one accepted. other person will know that well, what we're talking about now, and that's this week's guest. We're joined by a friend of the show, yes. artists on titles such as the Once and Future Queen, Cold Iron, and the upcoming Dead Seas. It's artist extraordinaire Nick Brokenshire. Hello, sir. Hi, everybody. It's me, Nate. do you know do you know as he did that shouting thing it all came back to me it flooded back to me the fact that you had your pants on your head that time um remember you did you did a picture of yourself with your pants on your head and then um you drew a picture of do you remember i want when we pretended we were were stuck on a desert island you drew a picture of a a lady prostitute made of coconuts for us um and the final thing of the three triumphant things i remember about you is the time that you came up to a suit um, thought Bob and said, I'm not allowed to go out with you tonight. You guys are trouble. Vic, <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my, my wife said, um, Oh, you've got uh, an interview with your rowdy mates tonight, don't you? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> we, we have made it. <laughs> yeah. uh, although the last time we did see Nick uh, was at um, Thought Bubble, sharing, sharing yep. a, a glass of a uh, Perno or two with him. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think I lost or something. I don't know. Or, anyway, the last yeah, time yeah. in Harrogate, I'd been wanting to go out for ages. The Weatherspoons. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Weatherspoons, yeah. Oh, of course you were. We took over that little room at the back. Am I the only person? Sorry about this, Nick. I'm the only person who's remembered that um, we've actually seen you since since the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, no, we know that. Yeah, that's no, where yeah, he yeah, yeah. wasn't allowed to go to the pub with us. You've been told. Uh, Don't say he went there. Know. No, we didn't see him at all. We didn't no, see him we at didn't all. See him at all. I, I, I just want to let you know that we're very responsible um, people on this show. Shut <laughs> up. Um, okay. Well, some of us are very responsible people. And there's actually. I'm trying to figure be... out who you mean, but I can't. No, yeah. Okay. Actually, d- yeah. for all that we say, there's nothing to worry about because by about quarter past ten, we're like, I'm getting a bit tired now. I'm going to go back to the hotel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we sat in my suite, didn't we, complaining that the coffee hadn't arrived? Yeah. I thought we did it. <laughs> Bruce complained about that the other week as well. I know, we're still complaining about <laughs> oh, God, it. I wrote no, a very stern Yelp review. Look, this, this show <laughs> has become a litany of complaints. Normally it's us rambling about something, but there will be no complaints this week. No. Because Nick's, Nick's here. And the, yes. And we're, we're, the vibe is happy and all good. Ooh. And we're, we're going to be grilling him about how busy he's been since the last time he was on the show, which must be probably five three, years three four <laughs> five years something like that really yeah i reckon oh, it could be five god because that was once you were working on once and future when we oh my gosh was it as long as, as that yeah i think it was yeah yeah, yeah. That's you finished amelia cole didn't you at that point yeah yeah, yeah. you're right then that's like 2016 2016 2017 good lord you were a a a uh Troops, though, weren't you? We saw you at one of those before the, the, uh, the it, true believers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, it that's before right. Before the pandemic, that, that yes. one. Yeah. Well, that's in right. the hotel. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. And then well, everyone, yeah, everyone right. lost a year due to that pandemic, and we don't know where it's gone. So. Yeah. <clears throat> Boy, 
Yeah, what a time that was. Uh, but I, I was quite busy during that time. Well, making cold iron, but also like we had our kid then. So, so it yeah. was just. I, I almost. I mean, obviously, I did notice the pandemic, but we were just so busy. It kind of. It sort of just. Well, I think during the pandemic, you were kind of too important to speak to us because you were doing um, duets with Brian May online, weren't you? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> that was fun. Um, <laughs> Is that, is that on YouTube show. still? Because I think I watched it on Instagram or something. I think you did it. Is where I yeah, it's it, it's it is it's it's doing the rounds. Like it wasn't obviously we we didn't we had nothing to do with Brian. He he floated <laughs> out this video of himself um, playing the guitar to uh, what, what song was it? Was it "Tell Your Mother Down"? I can't remember. But um, <laughs> and so basically we we'd been in the habit. Blues Harvest, my my, my covers band. And we'd been in the, in this habit during the, the lockdown of making these lockdown videos uh, whereby we would record our parts to a song and then create these uh, composite videos, you know, where, where oh, okay. everyone's at home, excuse me, um, everyone's at home playing their parts. And then we made these videos. We did a load of these. And we did one with one of the, one of the, the uh, like, puppeteers from Star Wars, this guy called um, Mike Quinn. All right. Yeah, all, all sorts of things. And then when when Brian did his thing, we 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 jumped on it and then added all, all our parts to it, and it, so it just looks like we had a jam with Brian May. But then, and we thought we were you know hot poo poo because of this. But then, of <laughs> course, all these other all these other really fantastic musicians started doing it as well and completely overshadowed us. No. So whatever. Well, didn't you do? Didn't you play with the dude who does Ghostbusters the song? Oh, we did. Yeah, we did that. Yeah. Um, okay. We, Ray Parker we, uh, Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We um, <clears throat> we we were doing a gig called for the for the love of sci-fi because Blues Harvest does a lot of uh, uh, convention sort of parties and uh, we got invited to do this show and um, basically Ray Parker Jr. was one of the guests of the show. So we 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 did a live rendition of Ghostbusters with ah, cool. him. Yeah, with him and all these like you know cosplayers and it was it was pretty epic because he's. He's a he's a killer guitar player. Oh and, wow! And, okay, yeah, and uh, yeah, like he's played on a lot of stuff that you wouldn't that you don't realize. But um, he uh, he's just amazing, you know. And a, yeah, and a dude, a real a real cool oh, guy. Nice one. That's yeah. great. Oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah great. Yeah. So we've, we've got some really cool cool footage of that as well. Anyway, do you know where cool. else you can find really cool dudes? <laughs> <laughs> that is all the creators that you it's can like, find on Comic House. <laughs> Our lovely sponsor. Oh no. no! What? Nothing. Didn't you know we were, we were sponsored, Tony? Yes. We've oh, been sponsored. it's like the Netflix we've been comics. Yeah, we've been sponsored for quite some time now, and I I don't know how it keeps happening. But yes, they. <laughs> I did send him last week's. I said, brace yourself for this week's uh, one, the one where we go on about last summer wine and me yeah. getting my cock caught in my trousers yeah, and I stuff like that. Yeah. Did I actually finish the? The actual sponsorship. No, I, re- I remind uh, you at the end, and you went, "Oh fuck me, we're still in it, aren't we?" Uh, yeah, I think you yeah. do something like that, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess a lot of people from not the UK would not have the know what the hell last of the summer. Well, was. shame on them, Dan. Shame on yeah. them. Shame on, them. Yeah. Shame on yeah. them as well if they don't know what Comic House is, because Comic House <laughs> is an indie comic marketplace. <laughs> oh, no. With oh, the no. difference, they love indie comics as much as we do, and as much as you do. Because if you're listening to this show right now, you probably like indie and small press comics because that's what we talk about pretty much most of the time. But if you go to ComicHouse.com, there's a huge selection of titles on their database. 
If you self-publish yourself, you can list your books on there as well. It's another avenue to get your work out into a wider audience, as well as the Comic House app, which is awesome. It's basically, as Tony said, it's like, and I'm going to steal this from him, it's like Netflix for comics. Uh, (laughs) It's a subscription service, only £3 a month. You get access to an enormous library of digital indie comics, which is growing all the time. Um, And, like, what's in there at the moment, Dan? We've got uh, Samantha Fucks the World Volume 1, Submit or Die Volume 1, Cinevore Issue 1, Space Crash Issue 4, and we've got uh, DUI Volume 1. Yes. Volume 2 turned up for me in the post this week. Oh, good man. It was great. Yeah, selling quickly, that. I think think it's going to be a sellout, you know? Of course it will. We'll have to do another print, I think. Or for charity. Yeah, do another print. Yeah, yeah, we'll put, put links in the show notes, of course, for that. Um, More about that later. But yes, you can check out all of those um, comments we just uh, Dan just mentioned there on on, on the app, um, and loads more from all over the world, by the way. Like wherever you hear this right now, wherever you are in the world, if you've got an indie comic, especially one that's maybe you've got a PDF that's just gathering dust, put it on Comic House. Mm. You never know, you know, who mm. might check it out and read it. Um, and if you want to find out more about it, go to comichouse.com and start your fourteen day free trial now and thank you very much to comic house for sponsoring the show and supporting us as always i believe we just refer to it as putting up with us <laughs> yeah that's pretty much what everyone does <laughs> pete uh, pete's um is it is he still like involved in the music industry he is yeah he's got yeah. some i don't think we're allowed to say but he's got some cracking people on his books really yeah 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 i think Ooh. one half of an ex twin two twins used to sing i think is on his books isn't he is it the is it those guys with the big hair? Is it oh, one no. of those? Guys? No, no. It's not if, it, if it was from the eighties, that that doesn't narrow it down at all. Uh, <laughs> God, I, I have no idea who you're referencing there, T. I, Don't you? I, no, I, oh, I'm I think awful I do. Music. I, I'm gonna. I've just texted oh. Nick. And I'll text you. Wow! Yeah. Is that wow? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All That's the oh, all wow. the mystery, the mystery. Oh. <laughs> But what is even... a mystery? What might be a mystery to some of our lovely listeners <laughs> is what you've been. I'm, I'm fucking loving this. this, this is yeah, thanks, Anna. Yeah, yeah. I, f- I feel primed. I've had to ready. loosen my clothing because of that. Like there's been a training montage of me in a shed in the middle of nowhere punching meat. No, that sounds wrong. Um, <laughs> but... I've, seen that, I've seen that video. <laughs> As long as you subscribe, Tony. Um, no, but some people may not know. I mean, they probably know your work, Nick, because it's amazing. But like, yeah. obviously. You've been a busy man since the last time, like, oh, what, 2016, whenever we spoke to you last, because you moved into the Star Wars world even further, and, like, we've been speaking about your work on pretty much constantly over the past few years. There's always something, yeah. like, you know... You've always got um, something on the go, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. How is how is the world of Star Wars at the moment? Because I, I saw recently that you're... I mean, because you're always... You're super positive about comics anyway, which is one of the reasons we love you. Um, but I see you sort of retweet about uh, there's an anthology coming. The te- is it Tales of the Rancor Pit or something like that you mentioned as well? Yeah, yeah. It, well, that's um, that's <clears throat> it, it's all to do with this guy Kevin Scott. He's um, he's uh, he, he's a, a a writer of screenplays and books mm-hmm. and uh, and many comics. And he and I became friends a few years ago and so he while when the star wars title uh, when the star wars books were still over at idw he um did a thing called tales from vader's castle which were basically kind of like tales from the crypt style stories based in the star wars universe which would come out every halloween oh, um, wow. okay so i i would i was one of the roster of artists that would contribute 
stories for cabins, like spooky, you know, uh, twist in the tail type stories. Uh, and, and those came out for a few years. There was a sort of a continuity. They were, they were kind of, there was a, a, an overarching story um, that he sort of wove with those things. But then IDW lost the Star Wars license and it went reverted over to Dark Horse. And so we went over to Dark Horse as well and kind of we've resurrected the idea of the of that, you know, Halloween thing. Um, but it's now called Tales from the Rancor Pit. So I think it's kind of less focused on Darth Vader and more just lots of different stories now. Um, so so it's all ages horror, is it that sort of thing? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, it's all Star Wars is all ages. So, um, right. So it, it, it is all ages, but it's just, you know, slightly, dis- you know, mildly disturbing stories about oh, the, okay. the, the, right. nasty, nasty fates that befall people. Um, you know, and uh, you know, you know the kind of thing. Tales from the Crypt. You know? Yeah, okay, yeah, I love Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but but this time round, um, whereas <clears throat> the way the way it used to work before, um, Cavan would write all the stories, and then Franco um, Francesco Francovilla would write, would draw the like the the couching story. So, like there would be an overall story that he would draw. Yeah. And then different artists would do all the different stories that would be interspersed throughout the main story. Um, so I've graduated now to the artist that does the big story. So oh, nice. and, nice. and other artists do the little stories. So that so that's what that is, and it's it's really fun. It's just you know spooky spooky business. Yeah, Star Wars seems to be jumping about a bit, doesn't it? I mean, it's sort of every so, so many years, it seems to find a new home, doesn't it? I suppose. Yeah, um, it's still. I mean, it's still over at, at Marvel because, like, Marvel deal with the, if you want to call it, the more mainstream component of the right. comic, the comic side, and then IDW and subsequently Dark Horse were dealing with like the more, uh, like the more peripheral storytelling. Okay. Um, that's that's the idea anyway so far but yeah it's kind of always pretty fluid um as is as is everything really you know the, seems to be you're gonna go yeah. like a conan and you yeah it's that yeah, sort of thing yeah. isn't it yeah yeah exactly I, I think that you know everything everything moves with the, with the tides of tastes you know and uh and all that business as well as what sells and what doesn't sell and you know the changes in in in, in society and stuff it, it all has an effect you know yeah. Well, it's interesting you mentioned Kevan Scott because he's the writer on your newly announced book, isn't he? Mm. Yes, he is. Yeah. Did you want to yeah. have a chat about that, man? Because this is, we're, we're going to go back and talk about some of your other stuff in a minute, but I thought that was a good opportunity to talk about Kevan at the moment, isn't it? Oh, I sure. met him, I think, at a Lancaster Comics Day. I think he might be mates with John Freeman, I'm going to say. Oh, he will. Yeah, no doubt. He, know, he knows a lot of people. He, he's actually, um, he comes from. He comes from, if I'm, if I remember correctly, he he did a lot of like screenplays and radio dramas okay. and things like that. Like work, he's worked for the BBC, and I think he cut his teeth on. Remember that BBC magazine? Remember that that it was just like all things BBC. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, yeah, but a bit like, well, no, it's not like TV times. It, it's just, it was just like you know, horse and pony or guns and ammo, that sort of thing. And right. It was one, okay. It was one that was just all about the BBC. I think that's where he came from. So I don't know if he was a journalist or what, but 
he ended up getting into screenplay writing and radio playwriting and then it found his found his way into the geek stuff with Doctor Who. Yeah, that's where I think I first heard of him. Yeah. 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 He's done a lot of a lot of radio plays of Doctor Who. But you know, he has a big love of comics as well. So he's he's kind kind of parlayed his stuff into the world of comics. So he works for like Marvel and everyone. He works for everyone and uh and but you know I, I've known him a few years. We we connected at Star Wars. We've done like panels at Star Wars Celebration together and stuff like that. So we we become good pals. Um, and he basically said to me, "Hey, how'd you fancy you know doing something completely not Star Wars?" And I'm like, "Absolutely, let's do it." So we we put this idea out of it used to be called um, what was it called? Uh, I've forgotten. Anyway, it's called Dead. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah we're, yeah, we're doing a thing called Dead Seas now, and it took us a while to to land it. Actually, we had it with for a little while. We had it with Legendary, you know, Legendary. Um, yeah, who do the the movies and stuff? Well, they have like a branch of comics as well. Um, yeah, and uh, so we shopped it around. We took it to 2000 AD. They passed on it, and then eventually, I think because we both had such good um, relationships with IDW, we struck up a, a nice deal with them. And and uh, now we're putting it out through that through them, and it's a, it's I have to say, uh, it's the best work I've done. I think. I, I oh, reckon. good stuff, man! Um, yeah, like it, it's I, I've taken a couple of leaps with it, and a couple of chances that I, I wasn't sure were going to land, and I think they've landed. <laughs> That's so vague. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it got I, it got a bit it got a bit of heat, didn't it? When it because it got announced what two weeks ago, something like that, three weeks ago, did it or? Yeah, well, what it is is IDW, uh, like a few people, are are sort of launching these originals lines. Right. Um, so they've they've launched this originals line, and like one of their main guys, is Scott Snyder, he's on board with with his original, you know, create your own thing. Okay. A few people have got involved, and we are the. I last. think Bendis is doing something there as well, isn't he? Oh gosh, is he really? Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I won't be surprised because like they've really been sort of pulling out the stops. I think, you know, it, I don't think I'm talking out of turn if I say that like the fact that they lost the Star Wars license and various bits and bobs has, you know, really caused them to have some major shakeups. And also, you yeah, know, IDW like like many companies have gone through the ringer over the past few years. Um, yeah, so they're having to. Well, know, I think the thing is with IDW is people don't realise that they were the third company for years you know yeah. you know they sold a lot more books than image do we all often think of it as the third company don't we but idw were really up there and i think that down to i mean they're very well known for their ips on there i think that was part of the reason you know well 30 days a night changed the game didn't they oh yeah you know there was a couple of years where everyone had bought that didn't they? and it was so so many people had talked about that yeah it seems so lock long ago he is idw isn't it lock and key right uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of Transformers stuff, yeah. you know that sort of yeah. thing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the home um, of the turtles. It, it's the home of the turtles at the moment, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, is it yeah. yeah, yes, yeah. Although I think, um, I think, hang on, no, Transformers is leaving. Um, yeah, so Star Wars are leaving. Transformers is leaving. Right. I think turtles are sticking around, but yeah, so. Yeah, they're, hap- they're, they're just expanding, I think. What happens to continuity when a, a title leaves one publisher and goes to another? Can they refer back to old storylines? It depends, doesn't it? it? It's, it's interesting because you know Conan's just left Marvel, hasn't he? Mm. Yeah. You know, we talk about him like he's a real person, don't we? But you know, he's, <laughs> he's, he's just left well. So he's he not an Avenger in... anymore? Oh, well, that's the thing, man. He was don't. in the Savage Avengers, which I was buying. 
Mm. And I went to read it on the Marvel app the other day, and it's gone. What? Oh, oh man. Because he's yeah. because he's in it. I guess he's an IP that they can't. Show I guess. Anymore? Yeah. Well, that's funny because with the Star Wars thing, they can't do that um, because all because every piece of um, every piece of writing that has been released um, is all like whether it be all ages, whether it be anything, movies, comics, books um, of every level. If there's if there's actual storytelling to do with the Star Wars universe. Then it means it's in canon. Since 2012, everything is canon okay. because everything passes through um, the story group at Lucasfilm. So, like everything, theoretically, fits together. Um, so, like <laughs> all the stuff that we've done at, ID, at IDW will will some of it is literally continuing at Dark Horse. So, like the the High Republic stuff, it's just it's just changing the label. That's all. But it's it's right. still it's still the same story. Because they're I, very into that canon thing. I know. I look, if you if you Google your name, Nick, it comes up with is it called Wikipedia or something like that? Is yeah. that right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Star Wars one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah. the Star Wars yeah. uh, Wikipedia almost. You know, I, yeah. I, I think it's probably you know if if you think about it, I mean in a in a cold perspective, it's the IP, isn't it? The mm. the the more canon that you have. For your for this IP, the more you can mine, and of course, yes, probably creators won't get credited for it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, you could, we could talk about that until the cows come home. But certainly, you know, there's especially with Star Wars, there's characters appearing in live action stuff that happened in an yeah. animated stuff or a comic book, and there's yeah. some. And for the people that don't know all of these things, they just think, "Oh, who's that character?" Where someone else is going, "Oh my god, they were on, they were in an issue of this." Um, yeah, yeah. So, like, who was that green rabbit that was like a bounty hunter in the Jackson? Film? Wasn't it? Yeah, Jackson. Jackson? <laughs> I immediately thought Bucky O'Hare. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's he's pre Bucky O'Hare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, he's he's come back, and he or something. Is that right? Yeah, he's he? back. Well, he yeah. he's he's Kevin's little baby. Um, <laughs> yeah, like uh, basically, Kevin has been he'd been because he's an absurd character, but like. Kevin had been, you know, lobbying with Lucasfilm. Please let me bring uh, Jackson back, and eventually, they let him bring him back um, in an in an issue that I did. I did a, a, a like a B story in, um, but uh, like uh, I'm not I'm not really allowed to say anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> but let's just say that I may have some rabbit in my future. Oh, nice! Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, all, that's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> who who created in? Was it Carmine who first drew him? It, it was one of those guys. It, yeah. it, I mean, I think Al Williamson drew him originally. Oh, wow! Wow! Uh, which is Look bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it could have been Carmine. I can't remember who was writing at the time. It might have yeah. been for the. It might have been for the weekly strip rather than rather than the comic as well. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, the newspaper remember. strip. You mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I saw him in the British Weekly. I think is where I saw him, and I didn't realize he was green because it's obviously he was yeah. black and white. But yeah, right. that was back when they the first movie had finished, and they just thought, "Oh, we'd fucking do what we like." You know, they just went a bit mental, didn't they? And did all sorts. Of stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, they used to get. They would give. They would give the writers and the artists like not carte blanche, but they would say, "You're allowed to use these characters, and here are the few little snippets of of uh, 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 reference material." But that was it. Like the very little. Yeah. So they ended up just inventing stuff you know 
Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I was reading some stuff about Star Wars comics the other day, and because there was no videos back then when the, the artists were doing it, they would just make up some of the characters. So in the first Star <laughs> in the first Star Trek comics, the Scotty was a blonde dude because he didn't have a reference for him. <laughs> okay. And then and then when Marvel got the license after the motion picture, they said, "Oh, you can use the Star the Star Trek characters. You can't. You just can't use um, any of the villains or anything like that." So and what we're going to do? So one, in one of the issues, they had Kirk and Spock fighting gnomes. <laughs> didn't they do like a story set after star wars but before empire and it was a splinter of the mind's eye yeah oh, that's yeah. a mad book and that. they, they had yeah, alan dean foster in it or yeah. retcon that didn't they because it's completely yeah that's right yeah there's a comic of that now they've done a comic of it haven't they yeah yeah they, yeah they've done a couple of things like that where where they've they've gone and just made the comic of it anyway even though mm. it's com- yeah. way off base but yeah it's crazy so they did the same with the RoboCop 2 screenplay, didn't they? Because it was like nothing like... Is that right, Dan? The, I know they had to change it considerably. Well, the, that, the RoboCop trade or comics they came out from... Uh, what's that comic company that did it? They basically worked from Frank Miller's original screenplay. That's before right. They chopped yeah, it into yeah. RoboCop 2 and 3. That's and that's right. fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah. I like all that sort of stuff. It's when people didn't quite have the internet and didn't take everything quite so seriously, you know, didn't threaten to murder people because, you know, someone's costume was wrong or something, you know, it's a bit like that, wasn't it? You know? Yeah. I think to be honest, I think that that's kind of, I I think that that has been the attitude behind a lot of what Kevin and me have done with the star Wars stuff. Like we, we tried to inject a little bit of that, you know, slightly gung ho, not hung up on continuity spirit into the stuff we've done. Yeah. Um, because like I did, I came up with a story because I used to write them as well when I worked with IDW. Like <clears throat> I didn't work cool. with a writer. I just worked, wrote the stuff myself. And I, I used to really try on with them and, and, and say, <laughs> right, I want to I want to incorporate, you know, this and I want to do that. And like it would take a, it would take some some doing, but they would sort of eventually go, yeah, OK, yeah, give it a go. And like that was very much my attitude. I wanted I wanted to have that kind of. Uh, late seventies, early eighties, Star Wars comics vibe going on. Okay, because I, they, I'm surprised they were that good because I submitted um, full frontal Princess Leia nudity in one of my stories, and they didn't go for it. Yeah, it's because yeah, yeah. you chose to do personal photos, though, Tony. That was there. close up brown eye. What? Dear, <laughs> hmm. oh, dear God. <laughs> Always too far. Rowdy man. mates, rowdy oh, mates. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> too far. <laughs> 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 Vic is in the next room listening with a glass on the on you know. Like oh door, yeah. She gives she gives me that look when she tells me off just by looking at me. Yeah. When she, yeah. <laughs> do you remember that game Manic Miner? I yeah. do. Yeah. Do you remember there was a there was a, a follow up called Jet Set Willy? Oh yeah, Jet Set Willy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Remember, like one of the character the character was Jet Set Willy's wife, who would like stand at the top of the. Stand at the top of the screen, like with a, with like with her arms crossed, like tapping her foot, like waiting for him to, to anyway, then move on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Andy Capps misses down there with yeah, 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 that's a, it, that's a rolling it. pin or something, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that's what my missus is like. But, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's completely I heard the podcast go, Yeah, the recording didn't work. I don't know what yeah. happened. <laughs> you can't hear it ever. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's good. So you're doing lo- so moving on to sing with with Cavan Scott. Then are you able to give us a little a little rundown of what it's about, Nick? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's basically um, the way we describe it is it's Poseidon adventure with ghosts. So okay, like um, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of convicts having to deal with being on a sinking ship full of ghosts. Um, and, and, and these ghosts are, are, they're not like, you know, uh, vague spectral forms. They're, they're, they're twisted, they're twisted nightmarish and sort of semi, semi corporeal things. So they literally have to fight them. Um, and so that's it basically. It's just fighting, fighting monsters in a sinking ship. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, sounds amazing. good. And yeah. mini series is it? Did you say it's a six part, a six part mini series? Yeah, um, cool. I'm just drawing issue three at the moment. Uh, and right. It, yeah, it's really, it's really fun. It's fun. And it's hit, it's hit, it's hit diamond now, isn't it? It's in previews. Is that right? It has. You can order the. You can order issue one, which comes out in December. Right now, you can order it now. Mm, Put your cool. own. So, um, I mean, with these sort of like. You know, you, you, you're working on these miniseries. I mean, your your sort of artistic process, especially with the, you know, the pandemic and everything, the, you, the your working methods, how has that changed? Because obviously you were working to a certain way leading up to when the world basically went dark, um, which probably involved a lot more um, networking, going to events and stuff. But yeah. when that goes, when the events and everything else goes away, you're kind of, were you for, forced to, to kind of sort of, change the way you work in a in a way and has it made how has that affected your working process day to day um, <clears throat> it's weird when the, when the pandemic started because everybody everybody in the comics industry had that few months of weird panic where they thought everything was going to go down the pan if you recall yeah yeah, yeah. um because the because the diamond situation went um you know tits up and and then, like for DC, um, and everyone thought, "Oh, this is it! This is it now! This, it's all going to start falling apart." So I, um, I just thought I was still working on on the IDW Star Wars stuff, and we'd landed the Cold Iron um, gig with Comicsology before this all kicked off. So we, so so that that was all that was all in the chamber wait, waiting to be done, and then it, when it all hit. We were all waiting to see if, you know, people were going to start pulling plugs on things. Right. Um, um, but no one did. So basically, we just all kept working. So like, um, I th- literally throughout all of 2020, I was working with Andy Diggle on Cold Iron, and we were just always looking over our shoulder to see what happened. But as it turned out, it was one of the busiest times and best-selling times for comics. So yeah. You know, which, which is in a way understandable, but like from the perspective of like a lot of the pros, we were just waiting for the shoe to drop, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were having pens down and stuff like yeah. that. Weren't they, and I, th- I, yeah, I, I think it, it took a, took its toll. That, like you say, I think that's the best way to put it as well. Like, even though you're busy, you're looking over your shoulder, and it definitely took a toll, like mental health wise, because even though you're busy, like you say, if you if you're constantly looking over your shoulder, like, is this st- still going to happen? That's that's exhausting. Why aren't they so, telling me? There's yeah. all that sort of paranoia gets into, I suppose, mm. isn't there? Yeah. Well, and also, like, I think I don't know about you guys, but like, if truth be told, I think a lot of people were 
you know, we were, I think there was a lot of really apocalyptic thinking going on and, mm. um, and, um, you know, there were people just thinking, wow, we're about to enter a new middle, uh, a new middle ages here, you know, and, uh, it, you know, what the hell does comics matter, you know, in, in the midst yeah. of all, the midst yeah. of all this business. Mm. So sometimes like I, I occasionally fell prey of this myself like like a lot of people you know uh, mm. I, I was just like what the hell am i doing you know like and and i'll, I'll hold my hand up I, I went through a fair few days of working absolutely blotto on whiskey because <laughs> just because i was like yeah. uh, what's the point you know why am yeah. i doing this? yeah but like but i got i got through it and thankfully you know i did because it meant that i, I was still getting paid throughout the throughout the period mm. and i was and you him. and you got to you got to work to almost yeah. it's worth throwing yourself into work to get away yeah. from thinking it, about it, problems, isn't it? You know, it yeah. literally was that. Yeah, there was work yeah. and whiskey and baby, and that's it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was actually quite jealous of those people. So when I for, for those that know, I re- I retired. I'm a pensioner, and I I, I did a sort of started doing a part time job just a month before COVID hit, and then as oh. soon as COVID hit, they took me on full time. They asked me to come on full time in a role because it was associated with what was going on. And um, I was working like a bastard. I was doing like 14-hour <laughs> days every day. And I was sort of jealous of all these people going, oh, I've run out, I've watched the whole of Netflix now, and all this sort of thing. And I think, you know, the one time when the whole world is almost like, you know, everyone yeah. I know has got this, like, having a little break, watching yeah. some Netflix, you know. And I was like, fucking hell, I didn't stop working. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think, I think sorry to interrupt, Dan. No like, um, the, I think a lot of that was to do with a lot of the people that create the content, the media content that we watch with our eyes on on YouTube and stuff, they were suffering from that stuff. Yeah. So there was, yeah. there was a lot. There were a lot of like actors and movie makers and TV makers who were finding themselves at a loose end, and I think they were creating a bit of this weird sort of mental instability. Whereas actually, most people were just, you know, furlough or not working. You know, we were just yeah. cracking on. Yeah, none of it. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, I was having a conversation with someone the other day, and it's when I, I, I'm sure there'll at some point be some kind of study done on this. But it, to me, there was like people I knew who were doing loads who found it quite energizing, just having that time to themselves. And then there was people who just found it utterly depressing and couldn't work. You know, well, it seems to be both sides of the fence sometimes. You know, no sort of general mi- middle ground. Some people just found it hard to get motivated, and some people just sort of knuckled down and got on with. How would you, you know? guys f- put yourself in that one or two energized I got, I, or? I got I got a lot done. We I mean we just started tribute, so we 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 busy busy got loads of comics mm. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, same here. Really. Yeah, yeah. Vince, for, for me, um, I don't know. I was consuming more. I, I guess I was just a bit inundated with too many influences. I think it did take it out of me a bit. I must say. Okay. Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways, I think I think it did for some people, but it's just trying to find that rhythm again when someone something knocks you off. Yeah. Piece, isn't it? yeah. I mean, I was thinking as we were talking about like how the comics industry, obviously, like comics were doing quite well. I, I suddenly thought. I mean, we've talked about how digital has moved and like you know what happened to comicsology, blah blah blah. The comicsology move to Amazon happened after everything. I say went back to normal. You know what I mean, people? Yeah. Um, yeah. Relatively that, speaking, that happened relatively after. You know, when when things had settled yeah. down a bit. What would the comics industry be like if that had happened? before oh my goodness that's a really good question <laughs> yeah that's a really good question that's weird because yeah. i had quite a lot of contact with comicsology so i was in meetings with them for no brow 
during that. Yeah. Uh, I told you the story about the person I was in meetings with, didn't I? Who split up with her boyfriend in the middle of COVID and was stuck in a flat with them. Oh, oh that's rough. Oh, God, <laughs> that was awful. When that that was yeah, yeah. so I had quite a lot to do with them. And they, was, they were very much sort of actively seeking new product for their site because they realised, you know, that now's the time. Yeah. You know? And I was, I mean, that's where I was buying it. That's where a lot of people, I, I'd imagine, yeah. were, were buying stuff. Yeah. Well, actually, um, that's that's kind of why Cold Iron was... Like, it felt weirdly important for me uh, when we were doing it because mm. of that. You know, like, it was like, wow, we're, we're really doing something here because this could be the new paradigm, you know? Like, we're, yeah. we're, we're all stuck in these houses and we've got we to gotta keep ourselves sane and mm. by looking at comicsology and stuff like that. And, uh, and lo and behold... Well, that's, that's interesting because maybe some people haven't heard. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago, Cold Iron. But so for those that don't know, Cold Iron is a, is, was a deal with Comixology where it hasn't actually come out as a physical comic yet. It is going to. But how did that come about and how did your relationship with Andy Diggle start, dude? Well, I've known Andy for a long time because um, okay. he, he, um, he lives, uh, well, I probably shouldn't say, um, he lives near me um, and uh, I met him through, how did I meet him? I met him through. Uh, do you know Alex Packnadel? Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. So he he um, he and I had met at the Lakes show, and basically, you know, a lot of people, you know, that live in the north, kind of met other people that live in the north at the Lakes. So I met Andy through all that kind of crew, and uh, I ended up going out drinking with uh, those guys quite a lot. And um, so we always used to joke, you know, that we were going to do something. And th- and here's me, you know, barely able to to draw a comic and hanging out with um with Andy Diggle and just going, yeah, okay, Andy, yeah, I'll, I'll draw a comic with you anytime. <laughs> <laughs> and so basically, you know, we we became chums, and then one day, like we did, uh, we did a, a signing together at Traveling Man, and um, he was signing, I don't know what, and I was signing some Star Wars thing, probably. And he just said, um, "Do you know what? I I fancy doing some some work with just mates with stuff like with people that I know rather than you know the the usual thing, which is where where the company just sticks you with a writer or with an artist that you never ever really get to meet." Yeah. And so I said, "Well, I'm right here, mate, anytime." And that's how that came about. And so he he threw a bunch of ideas at me, and I told him the ones that I like and. Invariably, I like stuff to do with you know mythology and fae stuff and all that business. Um, and fae is in fairies, not you know effeminate. Yeah. Not that there's anything. <laughs> Nothing wrong, wrong with it. No, no, no. A sexist yeah. would say. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. That's right. Um, well, I, I actually wondered if he was from the Isle of Man because that's where it's set, isn't it? No, he he's not, but he's um, but he has a lot of connections to it. Like I think he used to go there a lot when he was a kid. So right. he has a lot of fondness for it, and he knows a lot about the place. Um, that's yeah. So he, he has a big, you know, personal connection to the place. Yeah. Um, for me, like anything to do with like nature and Celtic business and just stuff with trees and forests. That's it. I mean, sort of folk horror thing, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's got that that digging stuff. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, cool. so, yeah. So basically, I hadn't seen him do much for a while. Actually, I, maybe I just lost track of him. You know, sometimes you lose track of where people are working these days. But I think. Maybe it was the stuff like the Uncanny and stuff he was doing at Dynamite was the last stuff I saw him do. Yeah, he was doing like James Bond stuff. If, if That's I right. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, he he's very um he's uh he, he knows a lot about you know army stuff and 
uh, all, all that kind of procedural business. Um, so he, he's always, he, he tends to focus on that kind of stuff, spy stuff, army stuff. Um, but he just, he's also, what m- many people don't know, is that he's a complete, like, D&D geek. So, like, yeah. um, but he's just been wanting <laughs> wanting to uh, do something to do with, you know, that business. So that's where I came in. I'm choosing to go okay. like Tony. Yeah, I was just done to wind you up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, cool. Okay. Because, I mean, did you want to give a little summary of what it's about you know because it's if you've got a, if you've got an amazon prime account you can read it for free at the moment can't you is that right yeah yeah it's um yeah so yeah well the comiXology um originals thing was that's another thing you know where where basically the companies are trying to create here's the thing like everybody's trying like frenzy to create lots of good quality fresh ip because that's where the money is now like that's where netflix comes a knocking on the door you know yeah. and and it's ha- it happens a lot you know yeah. so that's where everybody's at and then when when uh, when andy when andy was like putting this together he started a company and then he, he made the deal with comixology and you know basically we're just creating ip and so i forgot the question now you have what to was it about? about yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was just going to talk until someone stopped me. Um, <laughs> that's, um, the per- that's the perfect guest. Perfect guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the, it's basically um, your classic um, reluctant heroine story. So you've got your your your, your main character called Kay who encounters a, a a lost child, and as it happens, that child is tethered to the land of Fae or Fairy. And um, you know she's basically got to uncover how how this child has ended up on our plane, and try and figure out what to do with her. And it, it takes her on a little adventure um, into magical places. That's basically it. And, yeah, uh, I mean that, that's yeah. a cool. That's a cool. Yeah, sorry. Oh, to me, it's like because she's one of those classic characters who you begin to sense there's more about her than meets the eye as well. You you sense it when you sort of see her in, interacting with her, her grandmother and why she chosen to be this person and, you know, this sort of thing. And yeah. it's, it's, it's a whole bunch of spoil because everything happens, everything changes in the last episode, in the last issue, doesn't it? Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, majorly, yeah. Yeah, you, you, the K is, yeah. You, you get the sense that... Um, uh, that she's made of she's made of 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 sterner stuff. Yeah, the, yeah. She's the, very likable, isn't she? She's almost like a a Jessica Jones kind of character, isn't she? Sort of yeah, the jack- yeah. jacket wearing, you know. Yeah, exactly. I, I when we were uh, creating the characters and stuff, Andy um, was drawing a lot of um, inspiration from some of the like alternative performers from the nineties, like PJ Harvey and Kirsten Hirsch and. Okay, um, a, a lot of like the real sort of riot girl um, yeah. people who were, you know, like they were kind of important um, performers in terms of like pushing, you know, feminism forward in music. And so she she's inspired by those kind of people. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can see some PJ Harvey. Harvey's great. I love her stuff. Yeah, yeah also sure. she's the, isn't she the bum on the front of the Strokes album? That's how the story <laughs> that goes, right? isn't it? That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised actually, but um, yeah. she's oh, she's wonderful. PJ Harvey, mm. wonder what she's up to these days. Uh, I'll mm. give her a call, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
but the thing is i was going there with, with that is it feels like there's something more coming another mini in that man that's the way i feel about it well, yeah, you open a door to something don't you at the end yeah for sure and in, in the in the collected in the collected edition which we'll finally see at some point yeah. um andy has written a sequel um so he he's he's written the first part of what happens next oh wow okay and have you drawn so, it have you? no it's it's a prose piece oh, so, okay so you'll get to read some of what happens next and you know depending on you know depending on the winds of fate we either yeah. will will not draw draw it we'll see um but but you at least get to to find out some of what happens next yeah oh, nice so how does that work with comiXology so you you go to them for the digital release do they then go to someone else like dark horse to release a physical copy i know they have some deals don't they with different companies yeah um yeah comiXology have a deal with another company <laughs> that <laughs> That basically will collect their comicsology originals into. Well, we're still we're still ironing out whether they're going to be released as singles again or whether it's just going to okay. be a single a single uh, you know trade uh, or collected edition. I we're not sure about that one, but it will be released physically by this cool. company, who you may have not just mentioned a minute ago. <laughs> that's good because and the other thing with it man is i can see it coming out as issues because like we were sharing on our whatsapp group um with tom we were sharing the covers and they're strong covers man they're really um boldly iconic aren't they you know oh thank you but you know what um the um the second one the one with the the girl mona where she's just like sort of crouching on the road and underneath there's like this pattern thing underneath her yeah um, so I floated that one out on on social media as you do, and uh, and flipping Kelly Jones jumps in and says, "Dude, you know this album is a, uh, I mean album this uh, this cover is amazing." Oh, you know, nice. Kelly Kelly Jones, who of course wow. is someone who makes incredible covers. Mm. So like I I was uh, I was smiling ear to ear after that. Awesome. Um, yeah. And and if anyone's interested in Dead Seas and wants to hear a story from you about the sea, they can get a little taster of. The seafaring world, can't they? In um, the third and the fourth cold irons, I'm going to say. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because um, both both cold iron and this new one has got lots and lots of sea drawings of the sea, which I discovered I really enjoy doing. I was very very nervous of drawing the sea, but okay. it turns out it's actually very therapeutic to to draw. So yeah, that so no, looks lovely, man. The colors, the colors on it are great as well. I'd say, yeah, Trina yeah. Farrell from from uh, well, she's on a lot of things these days. Yeah, um, yeah. So, like, I think the letter was Simon Boland, isn't it? And he, I think Simon, yeah. doesn't, we were saying that he letters everything in the comics world now. It just doesn't. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, how does it work with comicsology? Do they? Is it the same as a physical release sort of system? Do they? Do they give you an editor, or do you come on board with an editor, or? You know, do they do they provide the colorists, or how does it work with them? We we literally did everything. Like we didn't right. have an editor. Um, Andy, you see, I mean, because Andy, what Andy is an editor, so he was a two thousand eight editor, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he was the one, and you know what? I have to, I have to say that working with Andy was was brilliant because because he was my mate. Then yeah. there was no there was no pussyfooting around. 
if he, <laughs> if he if he thought something was a bit shit, boy oh boy did he tell me. Like in, in, in no uncertain <laughs> like he would just call up and say, What what's this? You know, and and I'd I'd be like, Well it's 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 so and so and then he goes, Do you think that you know and then he'd really like hammer it home. But like I was really glad of it because in general, like when you're working with with editors and with other writers that you don't see in person or that you don't know very well, there's a lot of real gentle, you know, hey man, this is really great, but you know, yeah, like, um, yeah. But like with with when it's your mate, it's like yeah, you're way off base, mate. <laughs> oh mate, I've seen this. I've seen this so much uh, in you know in the world of no brow about them going, oh this is so lovely, so lovely, and then yeah. they'll take two steps away and they go utter shit, it won't sell, you know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not with no brow editors, I might say, with other editors. But there's such a two-faced stuff going on in a lot of artistic realms, isn't it? You know, they seem to say, you know, these are lovely staples. You know, they do a bit of that, don't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah well, I think I mean, you're right. The thing is, though, that you know, it depends where you're coming from because, like, Andy's coming from the world of you know, gotta sell those issues, you know. Yeah, mm. yeah. Get it, get it right, or get out. You know. Yeah, that's the world but, we should uh, be living in. With yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it. it it's it is when you're you know when you're getting someone paying you know reasonably good money for you to do it so you got to do it right so yeah so yeah so basically Andy was the editor and uh, oh cool so it's a bit like an image system then where you you go yeah. to them with the sort of the team and everything and yeah I I don't I can't speak for anyone else because I do know that um, like I, I think they had a, another like comic so comicsology what was the thing prior to the originals it was called comicsology something submit is it submit yeah that's yeah. right yeah yeah so yeah i do i do know that they had a certain um you know like editorial c- component to what they were doing where they would say you know this needs to be better or or whatnot but right. um with, with with the way we did it we were in complete control uh, as long as as long as we got it in on time you know then it was all right Okay, so they 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 then show the release schedule and and it it was I mean I think I read it I read the first two and then I came back and read the the second two, but the it's really it was it was released what monthly was it I can't remember now it it was yeah the the weird thing about it was because it wasn't announced in you know in previews in any way because there was no physical yeah. release so Diamond was completely out of the out of the the loop so. It was a, it was a bit of a strange one to be honest. Like, to, 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 to suddenly be told, oh, it's out next week, and you know, I, I didn't even know. Like when the first issue came out, uh, okay, we got, yeah, yeah. got an email saying, yeah, it's out next week, and it's like, what? You know, and uh, <laughs> do you so, have yeah. to organise the press around it? Then do you have to like contact Comic Book Resources and all this sort of thing yourself? Or no, 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 they do all that. that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I mean, I think when you're a company that's, you know, got Amazon, you know, as part of your your armory, it's a lot easier to get that promo out, isn't it? I'm guessing. I you think, know. I think, I don't know if you, you're, I don't know if you're tuned into like a, a lot of the uh, controversy around the Amazon Comicsology thing, but um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I think one of the problems is this: like, you've got two distinct bodies. Who have jumped into bed together, mm. and they're trying to find a way of making this thing work. One of them has just spent ten years doing it one way, and this other company, you know, i.e., Amazon, are coming in saying, "Well, we've got all this money. Let us 
let us take over, but they haven't been doing it. But they also have this massive, massive, you know, uh, influence and reach. So there's obviously, in theory, uh, you know, good work to be done there, right? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, but but they just haven't ironed out all the all all the problems. So um, what, what as as normal, you know, fans are just extremely impatient. So. When, when, whenever I float out a thing saying, "Hey guys, you know, go into Comicsology and read Cold Iron," then you get twenty people saying, "Comicsology, fix your fucking app." You know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> um, like oh, was that one of us? It wasn't me. Come and put your hand. No, <laughs> which is which is understandable. Sorry for swearing, but um, that's right. Totally understandable, but at the same time, guys, it's still there. It's just that it doesn't work in the same way that your thing used to work, you know? But I have I have heard also why some people are, you know, concerned about it because they've lost a lot of their DC content or like it's it's been it it's oh, been really Yeah, I think oh, okay. I, I think a lot of the content has been wiggled around and moved around and not not properly formatted here and there. So, you know, it's I, I can uh, see I why I think I the think, one that would probably affect you the most is the fact that you can't subscribe to a series anymore. Right. You know? Yeah, and that, yeah, that's that, different that, from right. Comicsology Originals. Yeah, I think that's right still. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I I think I, I need to. Uh, I mean, I've whinged about it a couple of times, but every time I've had a bad experience with it, I'm trying to read it, like use a desktop to read it, and I think using an, oh. I, an iPad or a phone is. I think they they, I think they've blatantly designed it to work better on those sort of formats. Whereas um, I think. I think that's I think that's exactly right, mate. Yeah. I think that's exactly right because, yeah, um, it's it, whereas the beauty of the Comicsology app was that you could just read it anywhere. Yeah, and and yeah. unfortunately, they've they've taken a couple of steps backwards there. Yeah. But hopefully, you know, if if they don't, if they're not completely, you know, scuppered, they will they will. I mean, I do hate this phrase, but it is first world problems, isn't it? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, th- yeah. the thing is, as well, is I think because it came at a point, you know, when it when they changed over and it all, it all went a bit different, it also came at the point when we were just coming out of lockdown and quite a few shops had closed down during that period. Yeah, Diamond had had that little. Do you remember Diamond had that wobble in the middle of COVID where they decided they weren't going to deliver to the UK at one point? <laughs> do you remember? Yeah. Um, and and all this sort of thing happened and and kind of. You know, for us who are like, you know, addicts, well, we, all we can think of is well, how are we going to get our comics? How are we going to get comics? Oh, comicsology. And then suddenly they sort of ditched the old system and come up with a new one. And I think it sent a lot of people into free fall as well at that point, you know. Yeah. Because uh, we were just sort of seeing, I mean, we all know comics, apart from probably some, you know, lovely, lovely bound omnibuses and stuff, will go completely digital at some point. Mm. You know, in the future, whether I'm alive for it or not, I don't know. But it looks like it's probably going to happen, isn't it? We'll be jacking them straight into our eyeballs, won't we? Yeah. Mark Millar was saying something like, he does that thing, did it? There's cycles of comics, and he thinks yeah. we're coming to the end of one and the start of another relatively yeah. soon. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> you your guts. <laughs> so, uh, what what that's going to be and what the new landscape is going to look like, God knows. Yeah. Uh, no yeah. idea. Hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I remember um, around 2009, um, 2008, 2009, there was a show called, uh, I, I don't know if you remember this, it was called Art and Story. And um, no. it, it was a podcast. And it was one of the one of the few like comics, really in-depth comics podcasts where 
where they would really like uh, go deep into how comics are made, how they're written, how they're drawn, how they're, you know, like really dissected that stuff. And I remember at the time, like the talk of like, what, what is the next thing, you know? And it was so doom and gloom um, regarding like the future of comics because there was this weird digital horizon that nobody understood. Yeah. And lo and behold, like I remember them saying, you know, it's possible that they might come up with some device you know, kind of like a digital device. Um, and then it's literally like within about two years, they announced the first iPad. And then they were saying, this could be it. You know, this could be it. And then, but even with that, everyone was saying, oh, that's it. That's the end. That's the end of comics. Because yeah, this, yeah. this thing this thing is going to make physical comics go away. And what it did is it, it revitalized all of comics. You know, yeah. so... I yeah. don't know. Who knows? I mean, we're seeing the same thing at the moment with AI, aren't we? That's the new, the new sends everyone into a tailspin kind of thing. Subject du jour, isn't it? You know. Yeah. What's yeah. going to happen with that? Yeah. When the only thing with, you know, I mean, I'm guessing you draw in a Wacom or something like that, don't you? So I do miss being being able to buy original pages. I suppose that's you know, but that's because I'm old. Yeah. Yeah, I draw both. I, I use both. Depends what's going on. Yeah. Really. Um, in fact, you you're responsible for um, a big gap in my um, bank account. Because you got me started on Comixology. Um, <laughs> I, I hadn't been using it before, and you gifted me Amelia Cole to read. I don't know if you remember. Um, yeah, I do. Mate, a cracking. I fucking love that book. Yeah, so good. And the, the, the character in Cold Iron is, there was a little bit of the Amelia Cole about her, which is, you know, which yeah. I really loved about her as well, you know. Um, yeah, you started me down that road. She's a bit like Amelia and Rani uh, from uh, What's yeah. Like yeah. the two kind of rolled into one a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. By the yeah. way, speaking of that, like I've, I've only just recently found this out myself. I don't know. Have you heard of the the Getty Center in LA? It's it's like this museum, uh, I guess, funded by the Gettys. Um, I All don't right. know. Mm. Um, Jim, Jimmy, and Cynthia Getty, and they. Um, I, I don't know if that's that's their actual names, but uh. <laughs> if it's not, I'm even more into them now. Yeah, it's basically yeah. like a cultural museum of, of some sort. But like, um, someone was—it's uh, quite a fancy place, you know—and um, someone was like, you know, checking out the the uh, the exhibitions there, and they popped their head into the the, the zone that is looking at medieval stuff and uh, medieval storytelling and then they come to a section to do with Arthurian legend and they and there is you know all these things like Le Mort d'Arthur by Thomas Mallory and all these things and then oh Excalibur you know by you know the Marvel Comics series Excalibur okay and then right next to it Once the Future Queen and so it's been included in this thing and, and someone like Sent a message to Adam and DJ saying, "Hey, do you know you're like in the Getty Center Museum?" Like, oh, and, uh, yeah. So you need to just... talk Mrs. B into a flight out there, don't you? Just have a picture with it, don't you? Yeah, right. I know we really should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so well, you... we weren't far from there when we had our little holiday in LA, did we? We weren't. No, we uh, weren't yeah. far. Yeah. 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 That was fun, man. That was really. That was good. great. What a place. Yeah, I, I bought people with it before, but we ended up at the the best convention ever because I, I think I was the only person going to it, and everyone else was a guest. Did I? <laughs> did, I did I ever tell you what happened? Um, like with my um, with my Hernandez brothers stuff. 
No, I met them. I met them just before I left. Actually, we had a coffee together with Bob. Oh, you, you, we, we went out and pissed, didn't we? You, me, and Bob, and everyone. Joe Taylor yeah. and all that firm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but no, right. I know they were. They were a couple of tents down from you, weren't they? In that little. They were. Yet. Yeah. Well, yeah, they were, and like you know, as may, some of you may or may not know that, you know, they are for me. They're my favorite. They're my favorite comics creators ever, as they Great. are for many. Like the yeah. Loving Rockets is a is a, an astounding, astounding series. And um anyway, so Great. so there we there we are. And I've got I brought my Loving Rockets issue one um with me to get signed. So I, I go in there and uh, I meet them and I uh, get a photo with them. I get them both to sign uh, my my issue one and I'm on top of the world. Go back to my table. Um Sean Phillips, who's another chum of mine. And uh, his his uh, his agent for his for his original art comes up to me and he says starts looking through my portfolio and I'd brought all my best work with me right. in my portfolio. Um, so he starts going through it and he's going, "Okay, we we need, let's talk. Like like uh, give me a call when you get home and we'll talk about nice. representing you." And I'm like, "Fantastic." So anyway, so. There's me with my portfolio and my Love and Rockets number one, get at LAX with 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 the uh, with the team going home after it all, and uh, just absolutely on a high. It was an amazing week, wasn't it, Tony? Yeah, oh, it was such a good place, man. The people we met, yeah, yeah it was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah. So then, yeah, so yeah, totally. And uh, so then, <laughs> everybody knows. Everybody, I mean, like literally everybody knows that I am a, a demon when it comes to bloody mary's i'm i'm a monster <laughs> for bloody mary's so i walk so i walk to the bar in in the in the uh, lounge and i say to the girl do you know how to make a bloody mary and she just looks at me and she goes sit down so she comes back <laughs> to me with this thing that looks like a christmas tree um and she plonks it in, in front of me and he goes and she goes have a, have a bang on that mate she didn't say, it. <laughs> but, um, and so anyway, so it was literally the greatest thing I've ever experienced. Like it was the most delicious thing I've ever ever had. And I said, "Right, give me another one of those." And she and I had about four of them, and uh, and they destroyed me. And uh, no, they didn't destroy me. They just put me on such a beautiful buzz that I was just happy as Larry. Get on the plane. With, with my pals, come off the plane and then realize no portfolio. Oh. No, no Love and Rockets number one. I'd left oh. it. I'd left it at the bar at LAX. Oh, 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 oh. With, with all, all, my be- all my best work. All my and if anyone's ever flown out of LAX, trying to even just get through the gate there, it's like a zoo, isn't it? It's like a fight yeah. getting into the, oh. into the airport. Yeah. yeah. But basically, because of my 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 human frailty i left my uh i left my my work and it just it's just been swallowed up and my loving rockets number one isn't that tragic never got it back never got it back no no never got it back oh mate yeah yeah i'm glad that i saw that um that that suitcase at the bar (laughs) 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 oh mate i'm sorry about that yeah it's all right but you know what it doesn't matter because it was an amazing week it was. I, I still laugh at the fact that we was. I was waiting with you before you went and did. Who did you do that talk with? It was um, Sean and and uh, Brubaker. Oh no, it was the Jeffrey Brown one, wasn't it? Oh that yeah, one? that one. Oh yeah, 
so we we were chatting outside and mary fleener walks past who i'd like met briefly the previous day so do you remember i called her over and started throwing a few lines into her about what she was wearing and stuff how lovely she looked and, but what a lovely lady she was she's like the best ever person i don't remember that at all don't you but i, I remember don't... i said oh, i like your sunglasses remember we were standing oh, outside? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, oh she's great yeah it was a top it was a top 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 weekend uh, no week, yeah. week wasn't it we yeah, went, hanging we went like like we we'd get up in the morning uh like at six in the morning we would put on our put on you our, lot went our, in the sea you almost died yeah, we, you we went swimming fucking... in this with the surfers like at six in the morning went out in the surf came back inside went to one of these like weird little american you know like food places at seven in the morning just ate ridiculous amounts of food and then you know did our thing did the convention there was that diner went there at the end of the pier we went to do you remember that was all right that was pretty good yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but i mean yeah. klaus and peter cooper and ah oh, it's amazing yeah do you know they're they're gonna show they're gonna throw a good bash this year again you know they've got um they're doing it in barrow and on windermere so they've changed yeah i want to go to that actually i must book my hotel actually yeah, yeah. get get in there quick because um like they've got the hernand well they've got jaime they've got jaime yeah thing. yeah so there's going to be a lot uh, of tom richmond's there. at it as well isn't he i think right from mad yeah. magazine yeah yeah it's going to be good i reckon yeah, I want to go to that. Actually, I was I was saying to Alex at Strange Apparitions the other day. I think I want, I think I'm going to go. Yeah, mm. I'm not you. doing Thought Bubble this year, so I deserve a little break. Go away to one. Uh, yeah. Oh, are you yeah. skipping Thought? What about you, lads? Are you doing? Thought nah, Bubble? we're not doing no, it. Not give it a table or anything. Yeah, yeah. Having a enough. year off. Another year. Yeah. Another year off. <laughs> um, but what what have you got? I, I mean, have have things got busy? as the event schedule gotten a lot busier for you now? Or are you picking and? You know, you watching what you because you do to. the sci-fi stuff and the mm. comic stuff, don't you? You do both. What with the Star Wars connection? Mm. Yeah, to be honest, like I am, um, I I slowed down a lot on the conventions even before even before uh, the pandemic because um, I found that um, when I when I was first, you know, you know, trying to make my, make my name type thing, I did everything and it was good, but I ended up. I ended up doing a lot of work that I feel didn't really, it didn't really lead to anything. You know what I mean? Right. So I decided that I would just pick and choose the the shows that I went to. So like I, you know, I whittled it down to like literally a handful a year and um, try try to make those really count more than more than doing all of the shows. Like there are some people, like say Gary Erskine, he he does all the shows and mm. he makes that stuff work for him you know like he grafts but like <laughs> the, the way the way the way i do it is like because i tend to i tend to stand up and natter to people and then like i'll just pick one or two drawings to do now rather than like do loads and loads and loads and loads of sketches i i've stopped doing that now um, right okay so, yeah but yeah i try and i try and do the whole the uh, quantity uh, quality over quantity thing um, yeah, uh, yeah. It's funny actually because I opened my fridge earlier and Gary Erskine turned up. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he, he's a good man. He's a good man. <laughs> we were next to him at MCM and he was a lovely chap, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. good guy. Right. Mm. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I, I, with us, he's got to be right. Yeah. Uh-huh. He, he, drew, he drew the filth. Come on now, he inked the filth. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's a hell of a book. That. Yeah, that's true. 
So what? So um, what shows have you got coming up then uh, over the rest of the year? So we've got. Let's see. Where are we? I'm just looking at my calendar. He's got a we'll, calendar in front of him. That's a pro. We've got, <laughs> we've got Thought Bubble in early November. Um, we've got um, Acer Dent- Dentistry on the twenty. 20- Oh no, that's my dentist. Sorry. When's when's the lakes, dude? When's that? Yeah. The lakes is um no. Oh, hang on, I've not written it on there. Hang on, mate. Hang on. It's all right. Hang on. It's all right. Um, lakes inter. Don't type after Cuba Libre. It's international. <laughs> you know what Cuba Libre is. No, what is it? It's it's rum and coke, basically. Oh, okay. He's half right. cut. Bloody hell. <laughs> that's, what, that's what people have to do in order to be on this show. They're just to cope. They got yeah. It's the tenseness. Yeah, their blood alcohol has to be at a certain level. Fourteenth <laughs> to the sixteenth of October. Oh, right. Soon then. Yeah, okay. not, not long. So it's just before my little boy turns two. Ah, oh, crap, man. Mm. Well, funny enough, no, we won't give it away yet, but next week's guests might be to be able to tell us all about it. Oh! Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely want to go. Yeah. Uh, so, um, there you go. That, that's the next place you can uh, see Nick and check out his work. Yeah. yeah. And uh, wait, what do you have at your table now, Nick? Um, I tend to, like, have a load of... Um, old Star Wars, Star Wars stock, um, which is, which is ironic because like the Star Wars Adventures from IDW wasn't released in in the UK, so you couldn't get it here. So oh. I per I personally imported it, and um, so I've got like boxes full of of uh, of certain issues. Um, so I, I I'll, I'll always have that. I'll always have a bunch of prints like my. Like uh, some of my covers, I, I'm quite pleased with some of the recent Transformers covers that I've done. So I'm, I'm gonna have some of those because there's lots of Transformers fans. Um, yeah, I've, I'm trying to do this thing now where I'm, I'm doing loads of these little A4, uh, really personal designs, like just, just letting myself I- invent stuff and just get them down on these little A4 things, almost like, like little, um, just, just sketches off the top of my head. Oh, and then cool. I'm putting them into a little portfolio, and people can buy them if they want. Uh, what else? Um, I'll have um, at the lakes. I'll have that's all I'll have: Star Wars and drawings for now. Cool. Yeah. Are you taking commissions in advance, or I will do. Yeah, I'll put the word out on yeah on the uh, on the socials. So if you know if if you know a few weeks before the show, I'll I'll put the word out, and then that alien you did, man, that was great. Uh, He's the, done so many the, drawings the, that his brain. The, you know the, the aliens franchise. With what's the name? Sigourney oh, Weaver. Yeah. I, you know, like the, there are a few drawings that, like, all artists hate what they do, don't they? But like <laughs> that, that, that one, I have to hold my hand up. I, I'm quite fond of that one. Um, nice. I, yeah, I, that's I keep, good. I, I keep rolling that one out because I just think, yeah, I think I must have been feeling pretty good that day because uh, <laughs> they came out all right. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, love it, mate. Yeah, if, yeah. You, if you want something like that, then get in touch with uh, Nick and uh, order yourself a commission. Time for these shows. Yeah, but yeah. getting quick, 
Because it'll, it'll sell out, I'm sure. I'm not saying yeah, it'll definitely. sell out, Nick. <laughs> Do you put the slots out on your website? Was it Nick Brokenshire? I'm going to say .com, is it? I can't remember now. It, it, it is. You, you, can get, you can get through to me through uh, uk. Right. There's a little thingy on there. But the easiest way is just Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Just mm, like cool. Just message me and I'll get back to you. Nice one, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Nice. Very reasonable as well from what yeah. I can see. You, you definitely undercharged, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are like incredible money. I don't know how they do oh, it. Oh, mate! I remember buying. I won't say the name of the person, but I bought. A, I bought a commission off someone at New York, like I'd say twenty fourteen. I went back to buy one from them twenty sixteen, and the, a dealer had got hold of them. You know, like a, an agent, uh, and it was like five or six times the price, just out of the blue. Yeah, it's really. I mean, the whole original art thing has just blossomed, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The old jam pieces seems to be very popular at the moment. People, mm. you know, doing like. Different artists head sketches on a you know a single single page, yeah. That's so that seems. To why be quite do you think cool. the original art scene has kind of exploded so much? I suppose there's a lot less of it. D is there? I think maybe. Uh, yeah. I yeah. know. I, I think it's. I think it's been partially perpetuated by artists. You know, artists <laughs> at conventions like, you know, because because you know there are many artists who will happily draw you a picture you know yeah and, uh, and with and, more and more artists moving to digital when they're at these conventions it's a it's a like once in a lifetime chance to get an original that's true yeah, yeah. i do want to murder that person who said you can't put a price on art but i think you can it should be lower it's more <laughs> <take around that. laughs> I, I tell you what i'm intrigued i'm intrigued by uh by uh jason wood's whole situation like, oh man because yeah. it, it it sounds like from from the way that Vince talks about it, it's like it, it sounds like he's got a, a museum going on back there. But like, uh, like does he like does he have just like, for Domino? Yeah, yeah, just for Domino. Yeah, yeah. Deadpool. But well, like, I, I I met him at Heroes, and the the way they seem to they seem to roll. So this is the eleven o'clock comics crowd. The way they roll is Vince and and, and Dap sort of wander around chatting to people and looking at back issues. <clears throat> and then every half an hour, you'll just see Jason run past with his portfolio going to get collect his nether commission. I think he had, I may be exaggerating, but I, I've, I think he said he had 70 at Heroes. Oh, bloody that's hell. Insane. It's madness. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. That's I don't like think he's job. Sure you could. Yeah. <clears throat> but he's, like, he gave me his, I was chatting to him. I saw, oi. And he, and he said, oh, come back. And he said, he says, feel the weight of that. And he, had, he let me feel his portfolio who were yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was fucking really heavy he was like carrying this around with him all day you know oh. but he, he has got stuff to die for you know and he even he will admit he doesn't consider himself one of the big high rollers you know you've only got to look at the recent dark knight returns cover sale and all that sort of thing that's been going on mm. it's gone mental recently you know it really has mm. who are these people with all this money that's what i want i know i know yeah yeah it's not us no, they always say retired dentists. Yeah, <laughs> back to <laughs> dentistry. Wanna... Yeah, do they want to buy a sketch from Boney Desmond? He's got a few yeah. for sale. Oh God, <laughs> Boney Desmond. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I heard that. Um, I heard that stinger that Adam did for EOC the other day is so funny. <laughs> what? What is Adam? Uh, <laughs> are you all listening? <laughs> Living hot comics in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was brilliant because they had 
Then him, then then Cliff, then me. We had like three English blokes in a row. Oh, I no, I've, like... I've not caught up. Have you done one as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, I can't wait. Because I, I, as always, I'm behind on everything. I'm just miles behind. Yeah, yeah they're, they're like three hours plus every week, aren't they? Yeah, I think they do one or two a week now, don't they? But yeah, yeah, I, I was I was out for a run when I heard him say it, and I was laughing. <laughs> you must have looked like a lunatic, Tony. I look like a lunatic yeah, running anyway. Right, but to be right. fair, I do only run when people can't see me, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Running, running away from something. Yeah. <laughs> or after someone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> any, any, anyway, thank you very much. For That's good stuff, man. Yeah. We've been chatting for an hour and a half. Yeah, How did that go? Absolutely yeah. flies. Um, <laughs> oh, my pleasure. We'll have to make you don't want to buy a portfolio, do you? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I'm sure of one. <laughs> yeah. um, and it won't be so long until you're back on the show next time. Yeah, um, yeah, we Any won't wa- we won't wa- yeah, we won't wait until there's a pandemic in the middle of, of it. <laughs> oh, Mate, Cold Iron, though, uh, yeah. g- genuinely a fucking great book, man. Yeah, really, oh, really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. you're um. I said it to you in a message tonight, but your facial acting is fucking top, yeah. top class, man. Yeah, 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 really good. Yeah. On, on, oh, his art, on his artwork as well as his face. Anyway, do we have any shout outs this week, gents? Yes. I've got a load. Uh, yeah, first one, I, I want I want to kick off by saying okay, it's Jack Kirby's birthday as we're, as we're yeah, it's and he would have been 105 today, the 28th oh. of August. Yeah, man, Ooh. what a guy! Just, just shout out to Jack the King Kirby. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what I'd love to do one year. Every year they do. I think it's his son or someone, someone related to him, does like a walking tour yeah. of um around the Bowery and stuff like that, Norfolk Street where he used oh, to live. Man, and, you'd love that. Oh, oh man, wow! Yeah, yeah, talking oh. about where he used to live and yeah. I'm gonna try um attend next year's uh, New York Comic Con. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think I'll get to this year's because it's just too just too busy. But like, I'm gonna yeah. try time for next year and october's so busy for cons at the moment it really is yeah yeah i, I yeah. want to do one of those ones like heroes as well like the one that you just did mate that was brilliant one of the yeah. best experiences of a convention is really? almost as good as hunting the beach <laughs> it's oh. with crowds <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah there was no crowds hunting the beach it was just me wandering around chatting to people yeah <laughs> Apart from your mate who you went with, who ended up, I was just coming out of a, a, a bar with the missus and he walked past and he was doing that zombie walk thing and <laughs> and I caught his eye and he, there was just like this sort of look of shame in his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a funny old... Yeah, good. Yeah. So, yeah, shout outs. Sorry, before I derail. Oh, I've got some. So, so do you mind? Go for it. Yeah. Uh, Matt Bunce, sat, uh, shout out to Matt. He did some brilliant Atomic Hurt fan art. He did like a two-page story for me. How oh, cool was that? Nice. Really nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, big congratulations to Edison Neo and his much deserved yeah, so upcoming mate. also IDW book Family Time. So I think you'll be able to pre order it soon. Um, I'll be buying it. Anything by him, I always buy. Uh, really good news. Yeah, yeah, he didn't even tell us, did he? He said he had a secret, but wouldn't tell yeah. us. So yeah. Yeah. good land. Very well deserved. And uh, yes, yeah, sky's the limit. I think. Yeah, good stuff. Another up and coming. Um, don't forget, you can sign up for Cliff Cumber's excellent Substack called The Long Box. Um, it's free, and Cliff will be um, putting stuff out. And I think he's got an interview coming up. I think it might be this week before one by one of the organisers of SPX. So I'm quite jealous. I think he's got a press pass for it. I, w- I would love to go to SPX. I think, I think we had a table. Um, tribute had a table. We couldn't make it in the end. 
Um, make sure next weekend, almost as good as going to SBX's, uh, you can come and find me at Bridlington Comic Con next Sunday. Nice. Um, I'll be there um, with all the tribute stuff, and we'll also have DUI 2 physical copies of that for sale there as well. Um, and I'm going to bring along some trades and stuff that I don't want, and the, the sale of them will go to the charity as well. So pop over to the table. I'll be right next to Ace from Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, oh wow! Nice. He's he's Andrew has promised me that's the case. <laughs> wow! I printed out the message he sent me, so I'll be showing it to him if right, I'm put okay. anywhere else. Yeah, okay. Ace oh, over here now. There's loads of other pe- there's loads of other comics people. <laughs> the PXD that is there, Ian Ashcroft. Yeah, come and sit here. Um, uh, uh, Damien and Helena. More about them in a second. Um, and uh, last one for me is next week is the 200th episode of our mate Eamon's Mega City Book Club podcast. Hey. We're big listeners and big friends of it, and we've all been on it. Um, I'm on the recent one, episode 199, talking about DUIT with him, which is we had a ah, chuckle fantastic. chatting about that, just a little promo for, for the new book that he edited. So go over and listen to that. There's some things I've learned loads from that podcast. You know, um, it's very British comic centric. He has some great people on to chat about that, a lot of good knowledge there. So yeah, go, go and listen to that as well. Yeah, nice. I've Damn, got, got a couple. Yes, uh, Kickstarter explosive sweet freezer races yes. from Gareth Hopkins. Ten abstract comics about the paranormal, the human condition, and the spaces in between. That smash for its target, but uh, Gareth's an absolutely fantastic creator. I, I highly recommend you not only back this, but back his patron. You get to see behind the scenes work. Yeah, page every day. You got yeah, that. page a day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually posted. I, I went out for the day yesterday, and I saw. Um, Something in a museum, and it's it looked like the sort of thing that would randomly randomly pop up in one of Gareth's books, although it was about cannibalism uh, <laughs> and murder. Um, and then when, after I posted it, I thought, "Oh, is this a bit too dark?" And then Gareth replied, "I haven't written about that yet, so it's going on the list." Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a shout he put for quite him. a funny comment today in the Slack about chairs at conventions. Yeah, I read off. that. That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got Dust Bunny Mafia issue uh, one three. It's personal. It's business, not personal. When a bug is found deep inside the uh, Fairview Police Department, a war rots between police, mayor, and rival mafia families. Uh, that's by Brett Giuliano. That's, he's been creating this coffee uh, comic for absolutely years, and mm-hmm. it's worth okay, getting. Yeah, I, okay. uh, I think that might be the rest because all the rest of them Kickstarters that have already made their money. So yeah, you don't need us. <laughs> yeah, I've got um, just another one for. I got my metallic dynamite hardcover through. Oh um, yes, me too. Gordon Thomas yeah. this week. Fucking hell, what a nice looking book that is. Yeah, the production yeah. quality on that is like oh, the dear. fucking high bar. That yeah, is... he really knows what he's doing there yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah, very good. And there's a load of our buddies on it as well as Jordan. Jordan Thomas wrote it. Oh, is, uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, mate. Sorry, my alarm was going off there by mistake. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> 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 You're just being called. Yeah. Uh, Falpy's in it, Lucy Sullivan, uh, Rock- Russell Mark Olsen, Claire Hemsworth. There's loads of people in it. So yeah. if you if you didn't back the, the Kickstarter, I, I suspect you'll probably have a few for sale. Go to find Jordan, Jordan underscore J underscore Thomas yeah. on Twitter. There you go. I know. And, one, I, oh, is there one more, Dan? Yes, finally, yeah. Last three pages of Vanguard issue 20 finally got hey. this week. Hey. It's only taken me virtually about part of a year to get this issue out, but it's fucking done. Absolutely killing it. Thank you. Uh, so once it's that, it's uh, kickstarting Viper Two. So hey. I've got to get that awesome, get man. that fired up. Awesome. Phew. There you go. And we know what Shower's the, done. We know what the alarm was for because it's that time of the show when uh, it's time to recommend some comics. <laughs> You're on you fire know. today. Can I, I just say that? Can yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is yeah, gold yeah, standard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well-oiled machine. Uh. Um, yeah, I'm 
very well. Anyway, have we got any um, recommendations? It's obviously, it's the guests always goes goes first. And Nick, would you like to recommend something to our lovely listeners? Yeah. <laughs> well, go on then. Don't let me stop you. <laughs> I see. And now moving on to the next yeah. one. So next. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. A few, a couple of years back, um, before way back when, before the uh, the the apocalypse, um, <laughs> I met a, at Thought Bubble a chap called Ton- Tony Fijula, um, okay, who is uh, he's an Eastern European comics creator who is based in Barcelona, and um, he has released a book through TKO um, called The Forgotten Blade. And he is currently my favorite comic, like, you know, modern day comics artist, I have oh, to cool. say. Oh, wow. He has this, if you, his name is Tony, T-O-N-I-F-E-J-Z-U-L-A, Fejula. Okay. Uh, nice. And uh, man, oh man, this guy's art is so wonderful. It's beautifully expressive. It's it's oh, I, I can't say enough about it, and um, and his uh, his storytelling is impeccable, and his 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 line work is um, bizarre. I don't quite understand. The best thing for an artist is to find an artist that you can't quite figure out how he's doing a thing, even yeah. if he's even if he's doing what it seems to be standard comic book stuff. There, if there's an element where you just go, I don't know how he's doing that. My then God! You know yeah, I really like this. Yeah, stuff. yeah. I just, yeah. just looked at his Instagram. My God! He do some do some bloodshot or something at one point as well. He's done. He? Yeah, he's he's done. Yeah. He's been all over the shop. Um, he's he does have a, a background in um in uh, animation and stuff. Like, and I think he's done right. a lot of background work for animated stuff. Um, but he's done a lot of comics work. He's worked with. Uh, Greg Greg Rucker, I think he's, he's he's been all over the shop. Yeah, but oh man, he, his his artwork is super super engrossing. So yeah, I love so, that. Yeah, that's yeah. incredible stuff. Yeah. Um. So that that was one. I got two for you, if that's all right. Oh yeah, yeah, for it. So so the other one is uh, an an artist of similar caliber, um, just spectacular, and um, he it's a guy called. Well, it's two guys, Raúl and Ro- Roger, or Ro- Ro- Roger. I think they're both Spanish, um, and it's a book called Jazz Maynard. Okay. Um, so, so jazz, as in jazz, and Maynard, as in is there sweets called Maynard? Gums, there is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's one gums. But, yeah. It's spelled like that. So Jazz Maynard, look it up. And this guy does this sort oh, of yeah. sinuous. Like, like really kinetic, but very sensual inking, um, and his his figure work is like this kind of elongated these elongated figures. But it's absolutely impeccable. There are there are some amazing Spanish artists out there. Yeah, this is stuff. Um, there's some stuff on Amazon for him actually. It looks incredible. Yeah, the Barcelona yeah. trilogy looks great. Yeah. Ooh, so yeah, yeah. Wow. and it's a good price. Those, those are my wrecks. Like I, you could just you could just get lost looking at his uh, figure work. Like his, yeah. his women are hyper idealized, um, as are his men. Actually, his men are just yeah. beautiful. You know, um, and uh, there's a bit of the Fabio Moon about him somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But there's uh, you know, I'm, I'm, it's not a, it's not a competition. I prefer yeah. him over over Fabio, but okay. uh, both are wonderful. 
but like his ink his his line work his design is amazing but his his application of inks is super 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 tasty really good yeah there you go so those are mine I ordered amazing Uh, who's next Uh, so I've got two side side bookend again sure yeah Uh, so my first one is Clear Run created by Helena Edwardson so you know full cards on display I'm working with her she's great eyes so um, I get I got an early copy of it it's getting launched at Bridlington Comic Con this very Sunday uh, the 4th of September warnings this is a story about a dog so it makes 50 somethings possibly like me have something in their eye um (laughs) The hero of this story, so it's, it's a true story. The hero of this story is their dog, their greyhound, Marty, Damien and Alina's dog, mm. um, the hero of social media, um, and how he finds a home, how he finds safety. Um, at 14 months, Marty was made to race. Um, um, greyhound racing, if anyone knows anything about it, is incredibly cruel. Dogs are, re- you know, sort of regularly hurt and you know, they have their ears tattooed with racing numbers and... Oh. Good. often put down it's all it's an awful thing but he was one of those poor dogs um and during covid you it tells a story from almost from his point of view at the start of it and um in during covid obviously there's no dog racing going on so he was um he was taken to a dog's home you know like a dog's trust type place and eventually he finds his way to damien helena's home and it, it talks about how they made that decision and you know how they thought about it and as you should do if you're going to take i've got a rescue dog um if you're going to take a dog on you've got to think about it you know you can't just you know these dogs that get taken and then returned you know that's no good and it's just a sort of story it'll break your heart because the dog i don't know if you have you seen marty on social media yeah i have yeah he's got he's a character in his face very expressive face (laughs) it's a lot of character about him yeah 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 absolute legend Uh, yeah absolutely and um it's lovely it's a lovely story and Helena, um, she's a great artist. She she can draw anything, but as we all we well know, because she drew my dog Sharknado, um, she's great at drawing animals. And the emotion that you get through this dog's like the sad eyes of this dog's face, and you know when he gets home and slowly he begins to realise he's somewhere safe and stuff like that. And it's I know I know I know great. Helena um, went through a period of doing a lot of uh, um, pet commissions for people. Uh, I know. Um, yeah, and you can find like little videos of her teaching how to draw dogs yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. Really good. And uh, she did uh, three pictures of uh, our, our cats, which uh, oh, of course she did. Yeah, proudly yeah, yeah. on the wall at home, and uh, some of Joe's favourite art. She smiles whenever she yeah, looks at them. They're lovely, aren't they're they? So good. Yeah, she properly captured the yeah. bastard that is my dog as well. <laughs> good old Sharknado. Yeah, yeah, fucking what a bastard he is. Yeah, he's. I think he's having sex with something in the garden as I'm sitting now. Oh, right. He does that. Probably well, a neighbour or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, One way to end the weekend. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what I'll be doing later. The um, so you can pre-order it at the moment. It's just gone up for pre-order. Um, it's only three quid. Um, you can pre-order it to get it sent to you, or you, if you are at Bridlington or a Poppin, and you can pre-order it to collect it there, which I think is a great idea because it's safe. Yeah. You know, I think that's. I think people should do that more. Actually, I know we've done it with DUI. Um, if you go to um, Art Nine Two, says A R T N I N E T W O Art Nine Two dot com, you can grab a copy there, or on Twitter you can find them Art Nine Two and Instagram the same. But if you once you bought that that comic that comic, why not go and donate to the Dogs Trust as well? Do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Reading this comic will make you want to have a dog. Just warnings. <laughs> you know, make you want to go and have a rescue dog. But it's twenty pages and it's only three quid. That's a good price, isn't it? Yeah. So get on that one. That's my first one. Okay. Nice, Dan. What have you got? Yeah, mine's a web comic. Uh, Grisild and Phoebus. I hope I said that first name right. Uh, a tale of true love. 
uh, it's an interesting one. You, you kind of you look it on your browser and you can either swipe on your tablet or left and right on your arrow keys. And it's basically a page or panel per click. And, okay. Uh, it looks, it's very similar. The BR style is reminiscent of kind of uh, when you see storyboards for films uh, like that, it's kind of sketchy and there's a lot of movement in it. But it's also quite manga and anime inspired. And oh, this is the one you sent through earlier, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so, how, uh, so how is it spelled? Grisild and Phoebus. So G-R-I-S-I-L-D uh, and Phoebus, P-H-E-B-U-S. And it's called A Tale of True Love. Okay. Nice. Yeah, it did look good, man. I, I know what you mean about the, mm. the painting. I kind of feel like it's designed for reading on a phone almost, isn't it? It does feel like that, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, so it, it deals with the story of kind of the, the, the princess girl and the prince who has been transformed into a horse and you don't know why. And she has she's on a mission to trap down a, a vampire that's done something to her and he's gone to hell and the, the two of them have to travel to hell to go and get him. And it, right. the story kind of, it doesn't take itself too serious. They're, they're kind of the, the horse is kind of like a comedy character, but the, the, the girl uh, is the, 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 uh, the muscle or the, the, the pair. It's really, really fun read really quick. I sort of like blasted through it. I've got a little folder of web comics that I've sort of across my travels. I've, I find them and I've, I've added that one and I thought oh, I can remember that would be really good. So I've gone back to, uh, read it and oh, I absolutely just blasted for it. The oh, chap, cool. the illustrated illustrations, it's written by a, a chap called Felix Sintes, S I N T E S, and you can find him on Instagram under Tetsuan Art. Oh, God, forgive me, problems there. T E T S Z U W A N underscore art. I believe he's a French creator, so kind of he's doing stuff in dual language. Not sure where else to read the comic because you get the first three or four chapters on that website, and then it mm. sort of directs you to the Instagram. But on the Instagram, I can't see any more of it, so I don't know more than that. You you now know as much as I do about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, so I, I would go and recommend that. It's a really fun read. Nice, stuff, man. nice. Now I slightly uh, mine's going to be a web comic actually. I slightly um changed on what i was going to recommend this week but i'll probably do that have you changed week. it to the one you sent sent us earlier uh no 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 no. that's another not one not the one about a man having a poo that one uh, no, no no that's a okay. that's a special comedy one that everyone should check out but no there was um <laughs> i was it's a web comic that's only just started um and it's called uh, the beekeeper's tale so it's beekeepercomic.com this is from a web comic artist uh, ben fluter that's F-L-E-U-T-E-R. Um, and I just saw it um, on my social media feed that this he just launched his new webcomic. Um, and the, the synopsis that it said there, the burden of wielding an all-powerful blade falls to a small beekeeper for who better understands what a serious choice it is to sting. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's, that's a cool bit of artwork. And I was just clicking on it on my phone. And there we go. No, well, the thing is, I clicked on it on my phone. Now we've spoken about like web comics having a uh, like webtoons and stuff. You scroll down. Now, the first page of this comic is one of the best experiences I've ever had of wow. reading it downwards because it's one image. It's one image that starts, uh, um, and you follow the flow of a river. 
It's just a river just going down. And then as you follow it down, there's all of a sudden there's a sword in the river and then there's a bit of destruction. And as the lower down it gets, the closer you get to the remains of what's happened during a massive battle until like the, the water goes from blue to a red to a deep red. There's more and more bodies in the water until in the like when you get to the bottom of the panel, it's just piles of corpses and like a main character oh, well, okay. led on led on top of it. And that was that's the best experience I've ever had of that kind of reading. I don't know how something like that would translate into a printed book, but that's the that's the beauty of a, like things like web comics. And and there's a couple of pages since then. The story's great. It's like a fantastical story with like magical weapons and bad guys in armor and magic and stuff like that. There's only it's only just started, so there's like three pages. And I believe as we talking today, um, it's going to be Monday updates from now on. Um, they, oh, weekly. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they started off with three pages um, during the first week of launch, and then it's just going to be Monday updates. Um, and I think it's one of those like uh, because they they had already done like um, a web comic before that, like and it had like several hundred pages. But it's it's but that was like two years ago. So it's, this is his first web comic for a, for a while, and it's just that was such a striking start to the book. I was like, I'm in. I, I keep the amount of times I've looked at this this long vertical pa- panel, it's it's unreal. It's unreal. Um, so the Beekeeper's Tale, uh, Beekeeper comic. Um, it says dot neocities.org, but if you go to um, the beekeepercomic dot com or beekeepercomic dot com, you can you can see it there. But I thought it might it maybe wouldn't be as powerful on the desktop. But when I've looked at it earlier tonight, I was like, nope, still love this. But it was just it was, oh, good, re- it was really nice. <clears throat> Making the most of the format there, aren't they? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, check that out. That's mine. Tony, take us home. Okay, last one is the one that we've all been expecting. We've been we've been waiting in bated breath with it, haven't we? Um, Pil- Cuyo, which is an- okay. Ultiplano Volume 3, which is the new and final comic in this little story created by Gustavo Vargas. Flats by Laura Dragon. What is it with cool names in comics? Why haven't I fucking hey. got one? <laughs> Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah. Tony, what, spell the, the title again. It's P-I-L-C-U-Y-O. 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 Or, oh, okay. Yeah. Why I didn't back this, I don't know. I've got all the others. I've dismissed it. Picuyo. Yeah. I, I oh, apologise, yeah, yeah, Gustavo. Yeah. We've yeah. just Gustavo Vargas. We've spent, yeah. the past, okay. we've spent the past uh, two minutes. I blame Brexit there. for that. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> flats by Sophia Foster. Foster. I don't know. I thought I was saying that. Um, oh, flats also by so Laura Dragon and Sophia Foster Domino. What fucking? Why have I got a shit name? Uh, English language help by Fraser Campbell. There, thanks Fraser for having a normal name um, and boring. Uh, English is like mine. English proofreading by Claire Hemsworth. So it's all people we know in this, isn't it? Spanish proofreading by Gab Contreras. Published by Taku Tinta Press. Uh, mine just came through on Kickstarter. Um, it came along with two prints, actually, um, which are marvellous. I'll talk about them in a minute. Um, it's the third part in this story. Um, I probably think it could have done with a recap because it's just over a year, I think, the last time we saw his work. I know it thought probably had those sketchbooks in there which we bought. Um, I think probably could have done with a recap, um, but it is absolutely fucking glorious. Um, it's um, A5, full colour, like drenched, glorious color, color on sort of cardstock paper. Um, 
I do hope he does like a sort of um, BD size reprint of this because I oh, think that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, I do think it's got such um, such depth to the art, and there's mm-hmm. such detail going on, and it's just glorious to look at. And some of the double page spreads in this are fucking amazing. Um, I, it's, it's a funny one because I don't want to spoil it as well. Um, but what Gustavo does because he's a clever bastard is he plays with the concepts of cybernetics. And they're in, he's done this in previous issues as well, and the sort of implementation of them in within nature, so within the animal kingdom. Mm. So you've got this sort of nature versus technology thing going on. Um, there's a brilliant, there's a brilliant moment with a sort of cybernetic hamster who sort of pops up out of a hole in front of a, a human soldier and, and sets a mine off, and the soldier goes, "Oh, fuck. you know what I, I mean?" He had the previous ones, he had like they were they were transporting drugs in like these half cybernetic guinea pigs. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> no, yeah, it's so good. And on the front cover of it, if you've seen it, it's got like, is that sort of a some kind of cap? And there's like a cybernetic nutty hmm. rabbit on the back of it. It's just like mental. And he, you know, he really does play with that, you know. There's all those different types of cyberpunk, isn't there? And there is one that Gustavo would have gone on. I can't recall the name, but it's kind of like uh, very much the culture of uh, of South America. Is that right? Yeah. Kind of yeah, yeah, and uh, kind of interactive with animals and everything is fucking yeah. such a it's great almost blend. like a disease. You know, there's a it's like a cool Borg disease almost, isn't it? You know, the sort of it's combining those two elements. You know, because the, you know the where it's set is so beautiful and so sort of forests and mountains and stuff. And in the middle of that, you're throwing this sort of. I mean, it really escalates in this last yeah. issue. Um, you see, um, it, it, it jumps between two things. There's this fucking battle going on, which is just incredibly um, well drawn, and but then it jumps back to the more personal moments, and you get the story of the people involved um, escaping, staying, whatever they're doing, um, and and it just you see the, their destiny, um, and then you go back to these sort of bestial transformations that are going on, and it, and it's it's a really interesting counterpoint of what he's playing with there. Um, there's some double page spreads in this that w- honestly j- would would shame J.H. Williams. You know, there's a there's um there's a double page spread. Oh, I can't, it's a difficult one not to talk about too much because I don't want I want people to enjoy it. But there's it's it's basically a clock face almost. If you imagine the double page spread opening up uh, on a sort of horizontal clock page and and the fight goes round the page with this sort of central bestial face at the center of it and each panel alternates between a red color and a blue color red color blue color but it, it displays different elements of the battle and it's just so well done yeah gustavo is uh he's um he's a bit of a he's a bit of a a legend in the making i think oh, yeah agreed yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah he's he's got big things in his future i'm sure of it yeah yeah, don't. Yeah, I think we we we've talked about him now. God, probably almost the length of this show um, about how much we think he's five minutes from being picked up by Image. Yeah, you know? and I've seen that this Kickstarter's landed on the desks of a few prominent writers as well who, who've talked about it. Um, yeah. And I've I've obviously invested in some OA from him, you know, in preparation of him hitting the big time and <laughs> selling, you know, paying my mortgage off with it. So that'll be fine. So come on, Gustavo. Come on. What are you doing? Um, there's a great. Um, it, there's there's some great quotes in it as well. There's some really interesting, really interesting moments of, of dialogue and, and narration. So release the low tech mercenaries is a great moment. Wait till you read it to see that. And freedom without control is it dangerous? They ask that question, 
um, which is a really interesting stuff. Um, yeah, it's going to blow your eyeballs out, as we expected. It came with a couple of um, bookmarks, a couple of stickers, you know, the usual stuff you get with Kickstarters, but, you know, it looks good. And then there's a couple of mini prints, like A5 prints, one of which is by Artom Trakhanov, who I'm an absolute huge oh, fan of. It is one. Yeah. I know he worked with Pac Nadal, didn't he? I think they did a comic yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's it. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, I, I, I think I like everything that he ever puts on Instagram, Martin. And um, I always try and buy stuff. He did a great June sort of um, sketchbook. Oh, yeah, yeah I've got that too. Beautiful. That was fucking great. Mate, so good. I wish he, you know, imagine him doing the designs for one of these films. It'd just be marvellous. Yeah. Yeah, I did laugh. I got the envelope back, and it was like my my missus going, "Where's this from?" And there's all these Russian stamps on it and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But I suppose we get that through now. Yeah. That's the problem. He's still um, there, isn't he? He's still in Russia, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can go to Gustav. I'm going to spell it all to you: G U S T A W F O V A R G A S. Gustavo Vargas. Vargas. <laughs> you can buy stuff there. Gustavo um, Vargas. And a couple of months ago, there was a great interview with him and Pete on the Lakes podcast, and um, it's very insightful in in the way he approaches art, and I think it's well worth a listen to him. And I ended up, you know, we hear these podcasts, don't we, because, because they're by our buddies, so I ended up having a, a great chat with Pete about the, how it, it affected me, and because he talks about how you approach a page and how you approach it, thinking of a story and, and how it works, and really good stuff, yeah. So, yeah, if you want to um, pay mortgage off, buy some original art off Gustavo Vargas, and also get Hill Cuyo, which I said wrong. Um, volume three. There you go. Yeah. Pilcuyo. He's also, he's <laughs> he's also just very good people, which is what we're yeah, all about. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Promoting the, the good the good ones, the lovely people. Um, nice big so, oversized hardback as well. Come on, Gustavo. Yeah. That's what we want off you, my No, no pressure. Just yeah. do do yeah. whatever you want, Gustavo. Hurry up. <laughs> Vince, what you just said, you have to say it like this. Él es buena gente. I am not doing that. <laughs> That means I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I couldn't, but I'm not doing it. I don't want to upset <laughs> so many people right Anyone. now. Anyone, yeah. I, <laughs> I leave the upsetting to. I the thought he was Scottish. House. This bloke we got on this week. Both. Oh dear. We hope you enjoyed uh, this week's episode, folks. Thank you very much for listening to us. As always, it's been it's been great fun. If there's anything you want us to talk about in upcoming episodes, whether it be art, digital comics, real comics, all kinds of things. Is there any particular process about comics making that you want us to re-look into? Um, Because it's it's always good when we um, delve into the process of making Mm. comics. Um, You can get in touch with us in several different ways. You can email us, awesomecomicspod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at the awesome pod. If you do the book of faces, go to facebook.com slash awesomecomicspodcast. There's a group page on there called Awesome Comics Talk, which is full of great people, as is the Awesome Comics Podcast Slack group. Um, Loads of channels talking about lots of different things, whether it be comic art, selling selling, uh, like a car boot sale uh, channel is all kickstarters but a great community of people on there new drawer off this week yeah, yeah. get in touch to with us go on you're gonna do doctor who draw dan started the doctor who drawer off this week so if, if you want to do a draw a doctor who character and stick it on the slack i'll yeah. put the put the list up tomorrow and then you can bag see god there's so many characters so i'm just gonna yeah. put all the doctors and like if you want to draw a secondary or ancillary character 
or a monster or something. Someone yeah, should draw. Someone should draw Mike and Clunes when he was in it. Oh yeah, Kinder. Was it no Snake Dance? Snake Dance. He was in. There I was go. about to say, was he in there? Listen. Anyway, I'm going to draw Paul McGann. Doctor Who OG. Uh, you, but you're not going to do him as a uh, Doctor Who. No, not as Doctor Who. It's just Paul McGann. <laughs> do it from with with nail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, Paul, if you're listening, we're big fans. Um, <laughs> you know what? He was. This is the Paul McGann trivia here. He okay. was originally cast as Sharp in the TV series, and oh, they right. filmed the first episode. Then he. I think he broke his leg or something, and then they had to get Sean Bean in. They reshot the entire first episode, and then that was Paul McGann once again missing out on uh, TV stardom. Is it uh, Paul, right. Paul McGann or Paul McGann? Because that's oh. gutting. Well, so that's like the I fucking doctor, love Sharp. I watched, that's an oh. Irish swear word, isn't it? Paul McGann. <laughs> he was the longest standing doctor because he, he I think so. He's still doing it, isn't he? He does stuff for Big yeah, Finish does, still. He yeah. does loads of episodes yeah. for them. They're quite good, actually. Yeah. Mm. That's Speaking a job of... for life, isn't it? Being a do- doctor and doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we soon found out I'll probably chat to Ace about it when she's at the next table to me, won't I? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking, of big fini- Speaking of big finishes, thank you for listening to us, whether it's yeah. on the website or some comic- <laughs> comics.podbean.com. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe and leave a review. It helps get the word out about the show and the algorithms and all of that stuff that we're terrified of, but helps get the word out about all the comics we talk about we're also on networks like spotify amazon stitcher podnose podknife what are the networks you on tony we're on pod samantha fox (laughs) (laughs) that's fox not the uh, comic that she uh, may well do anyway (laughs) thanks again nick for joining us this week where can people find you your lovely work and everything else nickbrokenshire.co.uk and then Nick Brokenshire on all the social business <laughs> on Man. all the social business go Gustavo Vargas go follow him now <laughs> because, because that rum and baileys that he's been sipping on for the past one and a half hours is really kicking in <laughs> 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 oh god rum and baileys Just anyway where can people find uh, Ampari um, Dan, where can you can find you? me on Twitter at Vanguard Comic. You can read Vanguard at VanguardComic.com. And Tony? Uh, NeverironAnything.com. Easy. There you go. <laughs> Very easy indeed, Tony, as always. I am. You, you can find me on social media at Jester Diablo. And thank you very much again, people, for listening, listening to this show. Stay tuned because there's more comics and events and all kinds of goodness coming up in the next few weeks. Um, but until you hear... Our lovely voices slipping into your ears like... A, no, I'm just going to finish the show because it's getting really creepy now. So, <laughs> from Dan, now. Dan, Tony, Nick and myself, um, have a great week. Read loads of comics. Make loads of comics. And I tell you what, he's so full of spice and vinegar. The other guys don't have to worry about it this week. Nick Brokenshire. What should everyone do? Uh, oh, gosh, you got me out. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Have a marvellous time. <laughs> I thought he was going to say He never makes it, it to the end of an yeah, episode I, when I, he gets yeah. told off for his rowdy friends. I've forgotten, I've forgotten what you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he did drop that, on you? Oh, uh, oh yeah. for today. Um, Gustavo Vargas! <laughs> there we go. Bye, Bye everyone. Go. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>